Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Why Not Us podcast, College Football Edition. I'm your host, Adam Glick, joined, as always, by my co-host, Michael Gresser. Mike, it is great to have you back on College Football Week 10. Can you believe that we're already at Week 10? I know, it's crazy. Yeah. We're at Week 10. We've had a lot of, I mean, it feels like, like two years almost yeah. how long the season is going on. We've had a lot of great football, unbelievable season, and we have a lot of great football left starting this Saturday. Yeah, and obviously this week was the first week of the college football playoff rankings. It drew a lot of conclusions and criticisms and compliments, depending on how you look at it. We don't want to get it get into it too much because Mike and I have already had some heated debates <laughs> about it. But I think overall, for most part, there it's fair wherever team lies. Obviously, the top four goes – Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State at three after the huge win against Michigan. And at four is Oregon, which surprised some people, but I understand it. And then just outside the five and the six spot, you have Ohio State and Cincinnati, though. Obviously, we've talked a lot about on the show. So, Mike, of the top six, do you have anything that you would have liked to see different? I mean, like, like, like we've talked about this week, Adam, there are things that I would have done differently, like – I love that they put Michigan State at three first off. I think that is awesome. I probably wouldn't have had Oregon at four, but I understand their reasoning. They're 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 trying to respect the head to head, which they always talk about constantly when the in their debates that I know of the head to head against Ohio State, of course, um, and they have Ohio State right behind them. They don't want to put Ohio State ahead for now because of that. But that I think game. their body of work, if they go undefeated the rest of the way, would put them no ahead. Doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Rest rest of the way going forward. Let's say, let's say, for instance, Oregon, Ohio State, both going defeated, nothing else changes. It would be Ohio State in the playoff and not Oregon. Right now, just for the first poll, they're respecting the head-to-head, so I understand it. Yeah, and obviously we've talked intensely about the Cincinnati yeah. debate at six. Mm-hmm. You can put them where you need to be. Obviously, as of right now, based on that first rankings, they do not control their own destiny, which is a very disappointing. I thought they should be able to do that, but mm-hmm. – as we've talked about in this season, hopefully they don't have to control their mm-hmm. own destiny as long as they go undefeated. Hopefully they will sneak in at that four position. Yeah. We will see Oklahoma is, I think, the big surprise at number yeah, eight. No but I think that's more in part because they haven't played the top tier of the Big 12, and yeah. their last three games are all against the top yeah, no three. Yeah. So OU's got a golden opportunity. Yeah, they're at eight. I like that they started out at eight, have a team like Cincinnati ahead of them. But OU has an opportunity down the stretch when they start playing teams like Baylor, Iowa State. Yeah and uh, Oklahoma State, they'll have an opportunity if they do run the table to, of course, get in, as they always seem to do. Yeah, sadly. (laughs) Obviously, we'll get more in-depth as the weeks go on and we get closer to December in the college football selection show towards the end of the season. But for right now, let's get to our usual stuff, our preview for this week. Kind of a light slate, but still, these four games that we're going to touch on, all huge implications in their division in the national landscape picture, especially the first three games that we're going to talk about. Obviously, we have to talk about Texas, Mm -hmm. and that brings up a sore subject for (laughs) both of us here, but we'll get to there. Anyway, Wake Forest, UNC, that's our first game we're going to touch on. Who would have thought we were going to preview this game? And you tell me we have an A no team and a four and four team. I'm like, okay, North Carolina A no versus four and four Wake Forest. Yeah. Here we go. Well, guess what? We have the other way around. Wake Forest has been the most fun team, I think, oh, to say in college football to watch on, especially on the offensive side of the football. Oh, They're totally agree with you, yeah. yeah. They're scoring astronomical 
rates of points. Sam Hartman, their quarterback, sophomore from Charlotte, North Carolina, he has 2,400-plus yards already with 22 touchdowns and three interceptions. He had another 400-plus yard performance last week against Duke in the Army game. He threw for 458 and five touchdowns when they put up a casual 70 points in 13 minutes of time of possession, which is unheard of. This Wake Forest team, they have scored 35 or more points in every single game this season, which is a cool stat to me. So awesome. They have been, other than Michigan State, definitely the second darlings of college football. Yeah, I would totally agree. And then on the other side of the ball, Mike, is North Carolina been vastly disappointing so far this season. Again, the thing with North Carolina is they can't defend the football. They give up a lot of points. That's why I really think Wake Forest is going to have a fun matchup Mm -hmm. against the Tar Heels, even though this game is in wherever – I forget, I'm forgetting where uh, oh, uh, to, uh, Chapel, Hill. Chapel Hill. Yes. Yeah. I should know that as a college basketball fan, yeah. but anyway, losing last week, a heartbreaker to Notre Dame 44, 34, again, showing the significant lapses on the defensive side of the football, but this team can score. And they obviously have a great quarterback in Sam Howell. This point, this game, I think is going to be a very exciting game with a lot of points. points. Going to light up that scoreboard. Yeah. And I'm very excited. ABC, it's the morning slate game at 11 a.m. Central time, 9 a.m. on the Pacific. Mike, what are the keys to this game? Wake Forest is actually an underdog and I don't know if they should be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Interesting game. Interesting that they are an underdog, but that is of course, because they're on the road at UNC. This is kind of interesting because like, you would think going into the season that this game would be the complete opposite. You would think UNC would be possibly in the top 10 when the first playoff poll comes out and they would be Wake Forest that's 500 or even a losing record because they have never been in the top 10 ever in their um, program's history. So kudos to Wake Forest. But yeah, interesting game we got here. A lot of points are going to be scored. Both teams play, do play good offense. North Carolina's just fallen short a few times this season. Um, this game's going to come down to who can just – stop the ball a couple times because to be honest i see i see points 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 scored most if not every drive in this in this football game so who's going to get that stop who's going to get that interception that fumble turnover that that turnovers are going to be key in this game who can stop uh who can stop who first yeah trying what i'm trying to say because uh points are going to be scored and yeah this is this is going to be a a who do you like to win in this one um just because I love the story of you of Wake Forest, continue and I, to ride the I, I train. I want them, yeah. I want them to continue keep their their playoff hopes alive because if they do run the table, they will have a chance. A chance, but yeah. Their their schedule does get hard down the stretch, so I'm not sure if it's necessarily going to happen. But give me Wake Forest to survive once again against a down UNC team. Yeah, and on, I'm going to agree with you, Mike. I see this game. 48-45 Wake Forest to yeah, just an absolute so awesome. thriller of a game. We, we've we seen it this year with Wake Forest. I think yeah. they beat Louisville 37-34 earlier and, in the that, year. that Army game, too. There was yeah. just like a, over two, <laughs> sorry, over 100 points. It was ridiculous. It, it was amazing to watch. Wake Forest definitely one of the funnest teams yeah. in college football yeah. to make sure to tune in to that one. Moving on to our first darling, as I talked about mm-hmm. a few minutes ago, Michigan State had the game of the college football season so far last week against Michigan, 37-33. Once again, Harbaugh comes up short Mm -hmm. in the rivalry game. Herschel Walker, 
or sorry, Kenneth yeah, Walker, yeah. Herschel Walker, I think is a politician another, another, and a former co- college football. Yeah. Running back. But Heisman. yeah. And <laughs> Kenneth Walker might be on his way to <laughs> yeah, a Heisman. He had the game of his life, five touchdowns, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five yeah. touchdowns, 197 on the ground on 23 carries. He single-handedly led this Michigan state offense to victory. The question with me when it comes to Michigan State is Payne Thorne at the quarterback position. He has struggled time in, time in, time out again. And this offense, you know, we saw it against the Indiana game when they only won 20 to 15. Can they do enough? And they're facing a very good underrated defensive team in the Purdue Boilermakers that we already saw this year give Iowa a ton of problems. They absolutely destroyed Iowa on the road 24 to 7 kind of sleepwalk through that Nebraska game, but they were an underdog last week and they won 28-23. They've been hit or miss this year. I think Purdue is prone to an upset here in this week, and I would not be shocked at all if it happened for Purdue. Got control of the time of possession. You have to force turnovers. You have to make Thorne for Michigan State throw this football. You cannot have Kenneth Walker just run all over you. It's going to be decided at the line of scrimmage as it usually does. Mike, who do you like in this game? Yeah, so – just want to touch on Michigan, Michigan yeah. State real quick. I mean, yeah, you talked about it on them. We talked about how one of the biggest keys in that game was for Kev Walker to have a, a huge day if Michigan State was going to pull it off. And he did, and they got the victory in the end. So kudos to them for keeping their perfect season. Um, so, yeah, this is, a, this is a pretty interesting game because Michigan State, if they wanted to, to continue their playoff hopes, they have to get through Purdue and a lot of other tough teams that are scheduled. They're only a three-point favorite at Purdue. Purdue's always – a tough place to play no matter mm-hmm. how highly ranked they Purdue loves to knock off yeah. some of these top teams. We see it once or twice every single year. They've already done it uh, once this year against Iowa. So they do have an opportunity to, to kill Michigan state's perfect season um, here. So yeah, if Michigan state wants to keep the perfect season alive, Kenneth Walker needs to have another Heisman day. If he can, I think they'll roll. They're, it's going to be tough against, like you said, a pretty stout Purdue defense. They are a pretty underrated team, just five and three. So I still like Michigan State. I like them to continue their playoff trajectory because I, I do love this story as well, just like we touched on in Wake Forest. So give me Michigan State, big win okay. on the road at Purdue. Wow. And I've been back and forth about this game when we get to the upset picks at the end of the show. I was thinking maybe taking Purdue in this game, but I will stick with the Darlings, continue to have them win. I'll stick with your take, Mike. I think Michigan State will survive in a very close game, low scoring in the yeah. low 20s, I think. But you're, you're, you're totally right, Adam. I mean, yeah. the, the, the quarterback situation is tough. I don't, I don't like Thorne all that much, but they just ground and pound. They yeah. always need to establish that run game if they can. Yeah, they can win a lot of games. I think he's going to need to show a lot more if they want to have a chance to beat Ohio State yeah, later no, in no the doubt, season. No doubt. Maybe maybe that happens here. Maybe maybe he finally yeah. does show more here. For sure. Uh, going to the SEC, where we always have a game that we're previewing every week because this conference is so good year in and year out. This game has all of a sudden had a lot more meaning than I originally thought the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Is both these teams have kind of t- changed their seasons around oh, yeah. in the positive direction. A lot of questions about them in the month of October, but since, you know, the beginning of October, really they've come on Auburn winning at Arkansas, beating Ole Miss back-to-back wins against ranked opponents, A&M. You lose to Mississippi State at home after getting, after not scoring at all against Arkansas, and then you beat Alabama, number one team in the country at the time, and you run through two bad teams in Missouri and South Carolina. So it sets up a very interesting game because the winner of this game will now be competing with Alabama for an SEC 
I think it's West Championship mm-hmm. to go and face the Georgia Bulldogs most likely. And I think this game is going to come down to the offensive ability of Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. Bo Nix, he's been hit or miss this year, but he's been more hit in the last couple of games. He showed a lot against Old Miss. I was really impressed. And you know what really impressed me as well, Tank Bigsby. What a name. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. Truly a tank, given his name. 140 yards on the ground with a touchdown. They shut down the old Miss yeah. offense. I know Coral got hurt in that game a little bit, he but was only out for one drive. Yeah, still very, very impressive. Mike, I know AM's a four and a half point favorite, mm-hmm. but I kind of like Auburn in this yeah. game. What's your take on it? I mean, yeah, the only reason AM is a favorite is because College Station is one of the most yeah. brutal environments to play in. But this does set up a fantastic matchup with a lot on the line for both these teams because whoever wins this ball game does have an opportunity to go to the SEC championship, but it all relies on Auburn beating Alabama later on in the season. Yeah. We'll see if that can happen. That'll be incredibly tough. But for this game specifically, yeah, you talked about Adam Bo Nix needs to have a, a Bo Nix day like he's had the, the past couple of weeks. Auburn is just one of these teams that's been getting better and better and better as the weeks go on. So I've been really impressed with uh, their last couple of wins against Arkansas and against Ole Miss, both two really good football teams still. So if they can continue that success, they do absolutely have a chance to go into a har- harsh environment in College Station and win this ballgame. For Texas A&M, they need to keep doing what they've been doing. Zach Calzada has looked pretty good the last couple weeks. They finally figured out the quarterback situation. The reason they lost those games early on in the season was because Zach Calzada was just thrown into an impossible situation, was struggling mightily, but he's figured it out. The coaching staff has figured him out, and kudos to them because that is a near impossible feat. And he's looking good. So this sets up a, a nice matchup. I have a hard time picking Auburn because, like, like we saw with Alabama, it is so hard to play at College Station. But I am still going to pick Auburn because I do think they're wow. still the better football team, even though Texas AM is the more talented team overall. They're a very, very talented team everywhere. That is what has helped Zach Calzada is the talent around him, no doubt. But Auburn, they're just one of these teams that just fights every week, mm-hmm. week in and week out, regardless of uh, what they have on their roster. So I'm going to pick Auburn. Big upset to go in at College Station, get a monster victory. I think they just ride high off their last couple of weeks. This is going to be this is going to be this is going to be interesting for Auburn going forward. If they are able to win this game, they have an opportunity. Alabama comes into town later on in the season. They have an opportunity because Jordan Harris Stadium, just like College Station, Jordan Harris is a brutal environment to play in as well. And a lot, a lot of crazy things have happened there in years past. Alabama specifically has lost the last two seasons, or sorry, the last two times Alabama has gone to Jordan Air, they've lost. So we'll see if that can happen again. Not crazy things have happened there. If Auburn wins this ballgame, runs the table, somehow beats Alabama, they are an interesting team because they have they- sneaky college football no playoff doubt, Adam. no doubt yeah. that's what i'm getting at here because if they beat alabama make the sc championship somehow some way beat georgia yeah. there is no doubt the committee would not put auburn in the playoff considering the wins that they would have on the resume against AM at AM against alabama and then against georgia in the sc championship we'll see if that happens that is a lot tall top yeah. i'm not saying it's going to happen it definitely will not but auburn is a team that 
in fact, yeah. does control their own destiny. Yeah. Surprisingly, Auburn's chances to make the college football playoff are as good as a random <laughs> fan taking a full court shot at a basketball yeah, game. You're right. It's possible, but it's probably not going to go happen. in. But we can root for it. Obviously, yeah, no going down the stretch. And Mike, I think I'm going to be on the same page with you. Mm-hmm. I like Auburn to win this game and upset. We're picking three road teams, which I'm I never do is pick yeah. three road teams. But here but we good are. Football teams, nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. And. Uh, I think these three games are the where the implications lie on mm-hmm. on this Saturday week 10 slate. Going to our last game that we will preview, that's the Texas Longhorns and the Iowa State Cyclones. Both these teams have really been disappointing this mm-hmm. season. Texas had another heartbreaking loss to Baylor and Waco, another double-digit lead that they blew. Defense obviously has not looked good. Offense hasn't looked much better. There's been some things off the field that I don't really, really – I don't really want to get into Iowa state. You know, we thought they could be back and then they go to West Virginia and they get upset. And that was my upset pick by the yeah. way, last week, but yeah. And all of a sudden Iowa state's chance of making the big 12 championship is almost out the window. They still have a slight chance that they ran the table, but Mike, both these teams desperately need a win. Yeah. Probably Texas needs it more because they don't want to fall to four and five and lose four in a row. But what are kind of the things that you would like to see the Longhorns improve upon? in this game and possibly upset Iowa state in Ames, Iowa. Yeah. That, that loss against West Virginia was interesting because they, they had a pretty golden opportunity to still uh, possibly make the big 12 championship, but that loss honestly completely kills that. Now you're just talking about three teams in Baylor, Oklahoma state and Oklahoma going down the stretch uh, fighting for that, those two spots. But yeah, this sets up a matchup where these two teams do not want their seasons to fall off the rails even more than they already have. I would say it has looked better than Texas in a lot of the games that they've played. And that is the reason that they are favored. Ames, Iowa is a brutal place to play. I still do not trust this Texas team to get it done in the second half because they've, they've shown us time and time again that they just can't do it. They come out the gate flying. Sark dials up a, a great game plan going into the game for, for scripted plays that he runs in the first half. Then the team just kind of falls apart. Injuries have been a problem for Texas and just a uh, just a, a, lack, a lack of discipline is, is what I can say. And that's going to be – that could be an issue in this game again. We'll see. Maybe Texas does get up again early. Maybe they start out flying like they always have. Sark dials up some good plays. But then eventually those plays run out at some point, and there's not much more you can do. So we'll see if uh, Bijan can carry. He did not do anything against Baylor. And Bijan's always needed if Texas wants a chance to win any of their games. I don't know exactly how many yards he had, but – I mean, I remember going in the second half, he only had 15 yards total, which is unheard of uh, for a guy we were talking about possibly winning the Heisman going into the season. So he's got to get going if Texas wants a chance. He needs to get going for all four quarters. Texas' entire team, both on the offense and defensive side of the ball, has to be going for all four quarters. Iowa State, on the other hand, they're a good football team all around. I know the loss to West Virginia, but I'm still going to pick them regardless because Ames is such a hard place to play, and they still have more – solid players that I trust a lot more than the current players in the Texas roster. Yeah. And I think the hard part to bring up is when a coach gets fired and you have a new coach coming in his first year, you don't have the guys that you recruited. So you, his kind of philosophy playing style doesn't always mesh with the players. And you talk about the lack of discipline. I think that factors into this team and blowing second half leads. Honestly, I see the same kind of style 
way the game's going to go happening in Iowa State. I think they're going to be ready to play Texas. They're going to come out firing, and then all of a sudden it's going to be close in the third, fourth quarter. The crowd's going to get into it, and Texas is not going to be able to have the mental capacity to deal with the crazy Cyclone fans in Ames, Iowa. I think Iowa State will win but not cover the spread if I had to do a prediction. It's a good fit. But, yeah, hopefully Texas, for our sakes and for their season, to not fully fall off the rails win in Iowa State. With that, we got to go to our fun part of the show. We have a new guest on this week, very own Mason Gross. He's been on a couple other Why Not Us podcast shows. We love to have him, as always. We're going to be picking some other games, kind of like a college game day environment. So with that, Mason, we're going to start with you for this first game. Army and Air Force, a battle of the academies. They fight for our country. Which one's going to fight harder and win on Saturday? Give me Air Force. They're at home. I think they're the better team. They've got impressive wins this season against Boise State, FAU, and gave San Diego State a little run for their money last week. But give me Air Force. They're at home. Mike? I'm with you there, Mason. I, I like the home field advantage in this game. Air Force has a good – Army's look pretty good too, but give me give me Air Force at home. Yeah, I like Air Force as well. Army's defense has been a very disappointing this season. They're 4-3. and three. I thought they would be at least 5-2 and two at this point. Air Force, they're at home. Home field advantage, as you guys have talked about. This is for the Commander's Trophy as well. Air Force, I think, has a better rushing attack than Army. There's going to be a lot of running. The clock is always going to be ticking. Air Force Falcons come up on top. Going to our second – game it's liberty and old miss a hugh freeze revenge game as mason has discussed already i mean you gotta take old miss you've got the heisman contender and matt corral and future first round pick liberty has been impressive this season uh just dismantling one of the worst teams in college football in umass last week but that is not the prep you want for the high-flying old miss offense give me old miss yeah, I, I love this Hugh Freeze revenge game. This one's going to be fun to watch. A lot of points are going to be scored. This is one of the most underrated games on the slate, in my opinion, with the implications around the coaching staff. I like Ole Miss in this game, of course. Um, their offense is still fantastic. They had they, they struggled last week, but give me Ole Miss. I think Liberty is going to cover, though. Just I think Hugh Freeze is going to have something dialed up against his old team. Yeah, and I'm going to be on the train with the two of you guys. I think Ole Miss wins this game. They're going to drop at least 50 points on the Liberty defense. Malik Willis, this is his time, his chance to show NFL prospects that he deserves to be a first-round pick in the draft. Give me Old Miss, but I agree with you, Mike. I don't know if they'll cover. Yeah, interesting Interesting. you brought up uh, Malik Willis. These are probably very likely the only two quarterbacks across the college football landscape, possibly. We'll see what else happens. But these are possibly the only two quarterbacks across the college football landscape that could get drafted in the first round. These are the two best quarterbacks in America, in my opinion. Yeah, and I would not disagree with you there with that take. Going on to our third game of battle in the Big 12, Oklahoma State travels to West Virginia, obviously. West Virginia, not an easy place to play in Morgantown as Iowa State found out the hard way last week. And who do you guys have? West Virginia's got momentum. You've got their redshirt senior quarterback, Jarrett Doji. Doge, I don't know his last name. Give me Jarrett Dogecoin. He is going to carry West Virginia on his back, and I think Oklahoma State is not that good. So give me West Virginia at home. Yeah, I'm actually with you there, Mason. I mean, this game's at West Virginia, correct? Yes. yes. But Morgantown's a brutal place to play, as we saw last week when Iowa State went in there and lost. So 
environment's going to be key in this game. I like West Virginia. They're, they're riding high off last week. Oklahoma State is a great football team. However, their offense is so stagnant. It just has to collapse at some point, I feel like. Like, there's not much there that they have. They have a great defense. They do have a great defense. They're hard to, to score on. But their offense, I feel like, just has to collapse at some point because there's not a lot there, and I think it happens this Saturday. Wow. I was probably going to take West Virginia as well, but since both of you took them, I will <laughs> stick with Oklahoma State. I think the running game is the key difference in this. There's going to be points West Virginia likes to run or likes to throw a lot of passes, likes to continue to throw up the score, if you will. And West Virginia is going to have a hard time against this Oklahoma State defense that I think is very underrated and one of the best in the Big 12. So Oklahoma State will come up on top. Moving on to the ACC, we have NC State and Florida State. NC State is ranked number 19 at 6-2 and and Florida State. Three and five with a loss to an FCS opponent, but they're only two and a half point underdogs. Can they pull off the small upset in this game? No, they cannot. NC State is so much better. The state of their program is in a much better place as well. NC State's defense has been the key difference for them this year, holding Louisville to 13 and going to Boston College and holding them to seven. I think that loss to Miami was a fluke. And Florida State, well, considering even Miami is better than you this year, your program's in trouble. NC State is just going to add fuel to the fire and beat them in Florida State. Yeah, I mean, the spread is so close, only two and a half right now. That goes to show you how bad the ACC is this year outside of Wake Forest. And I believe NC State is the second highest ranked team in the ACC currently and uh, Pitt's there as well. But the spread's only two and a half. I'm actually going to take Florida State with the home environment. I don't think either of these two teams are actually that good, All consider, even though NC State's record is 6-2. I think they're just beating up on a bad conference. So give me Florida State at home. Good win at home. Not going to matter that much, though. Wow. I think NC State, this might be a betting pick for me this week. I think they're going to run away with this Florida State team. I watched the game a lot last week against Clemson. Florida State looks lost on both sides of the football, but especially offense. A couple turnovers late that cost them that game. Florida State has shown no signs of life all season. And I think NC State's a much better football team, at least on paper. The game being in Florida State, I don't even think matters. Give me NC State to win this. Moving on to Another SEC battle, we have Mississippi State and Arkansas. Very interesting game. We have a ranked team, once again, underdog on the road against the Arkansas Razorbacks. Mississippi State is the ranked team in this game. They're both 5-3. and three. Mississippi State, in my mind, has been the most inconsistent team in college football. Who is going to win this one in the SEC? Yeah, I agree with you. The wrong team is ranked in this game. Arkansas has been a lot more impressive than Mississippi State this year. I mean... We've gotten into how much of a mess this committee is with this blasphemy of not putting Cincinnati in the top four. And I think having Mississippi State at 17 is right up there with that. Arkansas is a much better team, and they've got wins against Texas, wins against AM, and Mississippi State, yeah, you beat AM, but that's about it. Yeah, you beat Kentucky last week, but you lost on the road to Memphis, and Memphis isn't a very good team. You lost at home to LSU, they're not a good team. Mississippi State isn't any good. Arkansas is going to win this game easily. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a very interesting game. I do like the, the home environment in this game. Both these teams have had good wins, but they've also had some tough losses. Well, I do think Arkansas's losses are a lot more respectable than some of Mississippi State's. However, they have both, both beaten some pretty highly ranked opponents multiple times this season. 
So I'm actually okay with the, the ranking. I, I like you could. I, I I would have liked to see Arkansas in the top 25. Not that mad about it though. Um, but I still like Arkansas at home. As we know, as Texas fans, that that environment is absolutely impossible to play. And I don't care who you are, what team, what kind of talent you have on your team. It's really hard to win there. So give me Arkansas. Yeah, I agree with you. I think Arkansas is a better team. I think they're going to control the time of possession in this game. And what people are not realizing is Arkansas is a two-point conversion away from being 6-2 and two and probably in the top 15, top yeah, no 20. Doubt. No doubt. They Incredible game on the road against Ole Miss. And credit to the Sam Pittman and the staff for going for two. They didn't get it. It happens. You lose the heartbreaker. But not being ranked, as Mason talked about, is blasphemy in my mind. I think Mississippi State is not a good football team. They also should have lost week one to Louisiana Tech. I think Arkansas is going to roll in this game. I like him to even cover at four and a half. Give me the Razorbacks. Moving on to a mid-major game in the Mountain West Conference that we've talked a little bit about on this show the last couple of weeks. Boise State travels to Fresno State. In years past, you're like, Boise State's going to kill them, but not so fast. Fresno State's been one of the surprises in college football. They beat my Aztecs to give them their first loss last week. This team can score a lot of points, and they are back in the rankings. Who do you like in this game? I like Fresno State. and Like you said, since this rivalry has begun, Boise State is 15-4 and four against Fresno State. That's a fun fact. But here's why I'm picking Fresno State. Boise State has alternated wins and losses in all of their games this, uh. this year. And they won last week against Colorado State. Fresno State is a very good team. And because Boise State won last week, they're going to lose this week. Give me Fresno State. Man, I love that point, Matt Mason. That's awesome. But yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm with you there too. I, I like Fresno State at home in this game. They score a ton of points. They're gonna roll in this one as well. Yeah, I was gonna say the difference is Jake Kaner is the Fresno State's quarterback, and Boise State's quarterback's been an absolute mess. But after hearing what Mason said, that it's gonna be because they're on alternating wins and losses, and they're on the loss train for this week. So give me Fresno State. I think they could even kill them by double digits. I love their offense for the Bulldogs. Moving on to Clemson and Louisville in years past. This game could have been really exciting with, I, was it Deshaun Watson? Lamar versus, Jackson. Versus Lamar Jackson? Or no? Oh, yeah. Did they face each other? Oh, sure. They must have because yeah. they were both there for yeah. three, yeah, four yeah, years. Right. Yeah. They definitely did. Yeah, we yeah. definitely do not have that. This year we have Uga Lagale versus whoever Louisville's quarterback is. Both these teams are not very good in my mind. Five and three versus four and four. Who, who takes this one in the ACC? Both of these teams suck. But I think Clemson sucks a little bit less. DJ Ugabuga has more interceptions than touchdowns this year. And maybe he'll get more touchdowns than interceptions this game. We'll see. Because Louisville's not very good. Give me Clemson. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is an interesting game just because of how awful Clemson this year. Louisville's not that great either. Clemson has had some really narrow wins time and time again. They barely beat Florida State. Yeah, yeah. Every every single win. They also never covered. So if you want to bet uh, Louisville, I suggest you do. And I'm also going to pick Louisville to win. In fact, I, I like them at home. I think this game is going to be decided by who can get to 25 points. If whoever can get 25 points, I think is going to win this ball game. Clemson certainly hasn't proven to us that they are capable of scoring that many points. So I'm just going to trust Louisville to do it against home at against Clemson at home, so give me the Cardinals. Okay, I like the Cardinals as well, but Mike, I'm going to 
do one further for you. First one to 21 points in this That's game. That's correct. Totally, totally. Louisville yeah. wins it 21-20. I yeah. think they pull off the upset against Clemson. We will see. Clemson has been an absolute nightmare this year. Ugo Lagale, five touchdowns in eight games. That's not going to win you no. that many games, even though they've won five. So with that, we move on to Oregon and Washington. Oregon is number four in the CFP rankings, which I think is ridiculous. But anyway, I hope they lose this week to Washington. Seven-point favorites. Washington, I know they've struggled this year, especially on offense. Always a tough place to play up there in Seattle. Yeah, I will never pick a team that loses at home to the Montana Grizzlies. I am sorry, Washington. You are not very good. They have one win this season by more than seven points, and that's at home against Arkansas State. And this was a game they were favored to win by 17, so good for them. Oregon, while they're not the fourth best team in the country, maybe they're somewhere in the top eight and Washington is nowhere near that. Yes, Washington's at home, but this is not their year. Give me Oregon. Yeah, this is one of these games that is interesting for the dynamics involved, specifically with Oregon, for their playoff hopes. Obviously, they have to win this game. We've talked about why they are where they are right now in the ranking, but they have to get through Washington, which is a brutal place to play every year. They People struggle in Washington. That, that stadium is going to be nuts. But I still like Oregon in this game. They have looked better, in my opinion, the last couple of weeks. Anthony Black is starting to play a little bit better football. Nothing like they need if they want to make a, a deep run and still keep their playoff hopes alive. Because of the quarterback play at Oregon, I do think there are losses on this schedule moving forward. But I do not think it happens this Saturday. Yeah. I also agree. I think Oregon is the better football team. Washington they're not very good. Honestly, it, it comes down to this with Washington death, taxes, and a Washington football game raining. There's going to be rain in this forecast, as there always is with these games, which makes it a little hard for the road team. But I think Oregon's going to have their work cut out for them, but it's not going to be enough. Oregon is a much better football team. Their offenses looked explosive all year, and Washington has struggled to score every single game they beat arizona who's the worst power five team they might even be worse than kansas in my mind they've put up 21 points and almost lost them so give me the ducks in this game we move on to our second to last game on the slate and it's my aztecs aztecs have to be on the slate because they are good they're not great but they're good seven and one this year obviously disappointing loss last week to fresno state they go to Hawaii. Hawaii should not be in the United States in my mind, but they are. They're far away. No discredit to Hawaii. It's just you're too far away to be in the same country as us. Anyway, with that, this is a trap game. Can San Diego State avoid the trap in Hawaii? Is Cole McDonald still the quarterback no. for Hawaii? Then they've got no chance. Give me San Diego State. Man, I mean, nobody wants to travel to Hawaii, especially the Aztecs. But, I mean, Hawaii has just not been very good this year. And San Diego State has been awesome this year, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm still going to take San Diego State. But I would not be shocked at all if Hawaii pulls it off because nobody wants to travel across the sea and play in God knows where. I know they're not playing in the uh, Aloha Dome anymore, Aloha Bowl. I don't know where their home stadium they're is. They're playing at the – Clarence T.C. Ching Complex. Who knows what that is? That's probably a soccer stadium. <laughs> still, no one wants to travel to Hawaii, but still give me the Aztecs. Yeah, probably not a real place. But anyway, San Diego State and Hawaii. San Diego State's offense might be left in Hawaii. They have one of the worst offenses in college football. I think first one to 17 in this game gets the win. I like the Aztecs to win, but not cover. I think the Aztecs win 17-14. They avoid the Aloha curse in Hawaii. Our last game, we have to talk about it because it's on ESPN2 game day. Almost went there, but UTEP had to go lose to FAU. 
And here we are. <laughs> it is the Sun Bowl in burning El Paso, Texas, which should be also considered Mexico in my mind. Anyway, UTSA and UTEP, this is a big rivalry game. UTSA is 8-0, and and the committee's like, we don't care about you. You're not going to be ranked. 8-0 versus 6-2 UTEP. Who do you guys have in this one? I think UTSA is going to try so hard to prove something this game that UTEP might win. Mm. Um, give me UTEP at home. I don't know. This seems like it's a rivalry game. I don't know anything about these teams, but they both have UT in their name. So I'm guessing the UTEP fans are going to be rowdy. So give me the minors. I'm not exactly sure what they call it. There is a name for this drive. I think it might be like the Battle of I-10 or something like that. Yeah, they, they are I th- on I-10. I- yeah, yeah, I think I think they call this game the Battle of I-10, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, what a game we got here. Had UTEP not lost to FAU last week, I do think college game, they would have actually gone there. They ended up picking Cincinnati, which is a 22-and-a-half-point favorite against Tulsa, but because they just wanted to go to Cincinnati at some point this year. I, had, I wish they'd gone here because this is a fantastic game. I'm excited for this game. I'm actually going to watch this game. It's going to be the first time I'm actually going to be watching UTSA. I'm excited to watch the Roadrunners. I've been meaning to get around to them. Give me UTSA. They're a fantastic football team. If you're talking about egregious rankings, this is the one that I have the most frustration with um, across the playoff poll. UTSA should have absolutely been ranked. It's pretty ridiculous that they're not ranked this far in the season considering the fact they're undefeated. So give me them. They're going to make a statement, and they're going to make a statement moving forward. They'll be ranked eventually. Yeah, this is a rivalry game, so I think it's going to be close. But looking at both these teams' schedules, UTSA is clearly the better football team. They just dismantled Louisiana Tech last week. I think the Roadrunners are going to win a close one by about six, seven points in this game. UTSA's offense is explosive. They love to run and throw the football, both their quarterback and running back, putting up incredible numbers this year. This is a special group. I think they end this year, honestly, undefeated in my mind. That'd be so awesome. I don't know what bowl game they'll go to, but in the regular season, I think they'll, they'll be undefeated. So we'll keep track of this. I'll try to. And we'll tell you how we all three of us do next week. But I want to thank Mason for having, for being on the show in the Pick'em section. Mason, any last thoughts before we let you go? Speaking of fake places, you were talking about Hawaii. (laughs) Let's talk about Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, They've got an interesting matchup this week against the Buffalo Bills. We'll preview that on the Why Not Us NFL podcast. And I'm sorry for the Bills that they have to travel to Jacksonville this week. Mm -hmm. Incredible last take from Mason. I 100% wholeheartedly agree with that statement. Mike, let's move on to our betting picks for this week. What bets do you like on the slate of week 10? Yeah, I'm looking across. I haven't actually picked anything yet. Like I was going to be getting it to it tonight. But looking across the slate, there is one that caught my immediately when I opened up the phone here, and that is Maryland plus 10 at home against Penn State. Penn State offense has really struggled recently, and that could absolutely happen again. I don't trust that offense enough to cover a 10-point spread. And Maryland, they're, they're a sneaky, sneaky team. I'm not saying they're a good team, but they can beat a lot of teams in the, in the Big Ten. They could even beat, they could even win against Penn State, so give me them to cover. That's a good pick, Mike. For me, I have it on the sheet. I think Wake Forest Moneyline, they're going to win. And so that's a betting pick. I have another one. Yeah, hopefully it happens. Another one that we talked about that all three of us agree. Air Force minus two and a half against Army. I think they're going to win the Commander's Trophy. And the third pick that I'll have, I'll do three. Don't want to go too crazy. But the third game 
that I have is give me the Fresno State Bulldogs minus five against Boise State. As Mason talked about, they're on alternating losses. I think Fresno State is playing some of their best football all season. Jake Hayner is really special. Two great wins the last couple of weeks against Nevada and San Diego State. Boise State's dealt with a lot of injuries and a lot of turnover in the program. Give me the Bulldogs of Fresno. And Mike, before we end the show, as always, we do our upset picks. I've kept track. I'm doing a little better than you in the upset pick standings. Four and five, Mike. Not bad at all for upset picks. Not. I'm just really good at this as of right now at seven and two. Do you have an upset pick for me this week? I'm just curious how you counted mine last week. Because I, I gave two. I told the one I was more confident in, which was Michigan State. Did, did you count that me as a winner or, or, or not? I, I counted, yeah. Okay. I counted last week oh, as a win. Cool, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Because I got that right. Yeah. I was happy about that. Um, this week, yeah, looking across, I, I, I love your pick in Wake Forest. Um, one that catches my eye that we talked about earlier. Um, let me find it. Let me find it. Um, couple, actually, a couple that we talked about earlier already. Uh, Florida State at home. Uh, I like that. That's okay. not a massive spread, so I'm going to look for one more. Louisville. I'll take Louisville. Okay. That, that, that's my upset pick of the week at home against Clemson. They're currently a four-point dog, I believe. So that's that's that would be a respectful upset. Give me Louisville. Okay. I like that pick a lot. For me, I'm scrolling through the games trying to find an upset pick. It's going to be egregious, this upset pick. It's going to be <laughs> ridiculous. But I've done it. Mike, I don't know. I've done it almost every single week. I found a touchdown underdog, and somehow I'm seven and two with that philosophy. So we're going to stick with it. Baylor, TCU, big rivalry game. Totally could happen. In Fort Worth. TCU Horn Frogs, they have been a mess. They just fired Gary Patterson. He's not, he, they offered him to have him coach the rest of the season. He's like, no, I don't care. They just got killed to Kansas State last (laughs) week. There's no reason why they should win this football game. But they are. They're going to find a way. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. Give me the Horn Frogs against the Baylor Bears. I think Baylor is going to overlook TCU and because they have Oklahoma on next week's game. So, by definition, it's a trap game. So, give me TCU in this game. Mike, any last thoughts as we hit our Week 10? We're getting to crunch time this college football season. It's getting really fun and really exciting. Yeah, every, every, every weekend from here on out, even if the slate isn't all what it looks to be there are good games across because they all a lot of these games have massive playoff implications we're in november we're going to be talking playoff from here on out so keep your eye on a lot of these games like wake forest like michigan state like auburn like um oregon for instance going to washington so keep your eye on that game i know oregon's a touchdown favorite but crazy things have happened in that stadium keep your eye on a lot of these games that have big playoff implications even teams like baylor and oklahoma state Yes, they have one loss, but if either of those teams run the table, they're probably going to get in. I'm not saying they will run the table, but they could. So keep your eye on these teams. A lot of playoff in case in a lot of these games. It doesn't necessarily have to be a ranked team versus a ranked team. Upsets are going to happen. Crazy things are going to happen. Crazy things have already happened this season. There's going to be a lot of that moving forward. Yeah, and my last thought of this Week 10 preview that we're going to do is a top 15 team is going to lose this week to an unranked opponent. I don't know which one, but I, I'm not going to bet on it or guarantee it, but I really think one or two teams that are in the top 15 playing the unranked team will lose this weekend just because of how the season's gone. Yeah. So that's my final take on this week 10 preview show. 
I want to thank Mason for joining the pick segment. A lot of fun as always. Thank Mike as well for the great insight and the great takes as he has all season. He's been my go-to guy when it comes to college football. We make a perfect duo team here on this show for college football. We will be back for week 11. Things are going to get really fun and really interesting as we are in the month of November already as college football is starting to wind down a little bit. Thank you so much for joining it, and we will see you next time. Enjoy the football.